Warning, the following podcast may contain potential plot spoilers, but then again, it may not at all. Hello and welcome to Potential Spoilers. I'm Kieran and I'm joined by Maddie D. And the invisible suit has the capacity not only to make you invisible, but to make you so super strong you can kill mm. a man with your bare hands. That's right. And if you didn't want to know that, then you shouldn't be listening to the show because that is a spoiler. That's exactly right, because what we do on this show is we look at all the promotional material for an upcoming Hollywood blockbuster, and then we attempt to predict as much of the plot as humanly possible before the movie comes out. That's exactly what we do here. And then when the movie comes out, quite like we're doing this week, we go back and watch the movie and see how close we were with our predictions. And this week, we're seeing how well we did with predicting the plot of 2020's The Invisible Man. I think it's important to point out as well, if you haven't listened to our original episode where we predicted what would happen in The Invisible Man... I'd recommend going back and listening to that first because we're only going to reference what we said in that episode and compare it to the actual movie rather than going over the actual plot of the movie beat by beat. So if you don't know what we talked about last time, you may be a little lost listening to this episode. So I highly encourage you to do that. And I think, again, this goes without saying, if you haven't seen the Invisible Man 2020 movie yet and you really want to, please go and watch that first because there's a lot of twists and turns in that that may you may benefit from watching that without having it spoiled. But before we talk about how well we did with The Invisible Man, if you want to put one of our previous predictions to the test, you currently can, because in cinemas right now is Ghostbusters Afterlife. Finally! I like to imagine that Matty D's just going to uh, boycott seeing that movie, (laughs) just as like revenge for one of his favourite movies of all time, Ghostbusters 2016, which he was incredibly disappointed that they got snubbed at the Oscars, Mm, because it was such a fantastic movie, really well written, really well acted, special effects were... On par okay, with Terminator 2. Someone's a little bitter from last episode. <laughs> Have you been holding on to that all week? No, it doesn't really bother me. The it's movie not, just didn't really bother me like that much. It sounds like it bothers but, you. Uh, no, Ghostbusters Afterlife. We can see what a proper Ghostbusters movie looks like. I'm just teasing. I'm just teasing. <laughs> so, yeah, Ghostbusters Afterlife. If you want to see that, you can. It's currently in cinemas, unless you live in Australia. Oh, damn. Because we have to wait until New Year's Day to see it. And by the way, Kieran, I don't boycott movies because I'm an adult. There you go. That's right. He's a smart, intelligent man. Let's talk about The Invisible Man. So, this was a movie that we actually teamed up to predict the plot of. We worked together on it. And when we do that, sometimes it's, you know, a lot of the times it's hit and miss because we can't agree on stuff. And then we find that when we when we focus too much on one detail, we, we end up going like off the rails. We have the potential to go off the rails and completely derail our plots. Yes. But was that the case this week? I don't know about you, Manny D, but I'm feeling pretty confident. I am too. I'm pretty, I'm feeling pretty confident in our abilities. I was really surprised watching this movie and then re-listening to the episode. Yes. It's probably not the best prediction we've ever done, but I think it's pretty damn close. Mm. Now, one thing we actually mentioned in that original episode was that there was a movie coming out. I think it was supposed to come out either this year or next year called The Invisible Woman. Yeah, with Charlize Theron, right? Uh, I don't think Charlize Theron was in it, but it was supposed to be directed by Elizabeth Banks. Oh, okay. As far as I know, that's not happening anymore. Okay, that's been scrapped. That's been scrapped. It may happen like 2025, who knows? (laughs) But I think Elizabeth Banks is now in directed jail since she did Charlie's Angels. Which wasn't a bad movie (laughs) either. (laughs) Look- it's always perceived like I hate these movies. I don't actually hate them, but I just don't love them. And I don't think the rest of the world loves them as much as poor Maddie D does. Uh, you just have a clear problem with female-led movies. Obviously. Yeah. Obviously. So, The Invisible Man. How well do you think this movie did in the box office? I don't think it did well. I- <laughs> All right. So, Maddie D's standard. We've said this over and over again. If Maddie D didn't like the movie... Early spoiler warning for Maddie D's opinion on the movie. He says that he doesn't think the movie did well. 
I just can't see this movie doing well because... Okay, cool. Sure, sure. Just, uh, it had a $7 million budget, Matty D. Okay. Well, this is just me coming at it from a, a rational, sensible standpoint. It was, it was critically acclaimed. Audiences liked it. I bet it was. Matty I, D didn't like it, so I, I, it means the movie's a failure in I your mind. I bet critically it was well-received, but I just don't see a lot of people running into the cinemas to watch this particular To watch a movie. horror movie, which are always really popular. Okay, well... Do you want me I've to- given you every fucking possible hint. Then yes, it was a success. How much do you reckon it made? Uh, the budget was $7 billion. $7 million. $7 billion. <laughs> seven billion? <laughs> Certainly wasn't $7 billion, seven I'll tell billion. you that. Okay, well, I'm going to say that it made its budget, mm-hmm. and it got... <laughs> Seven million and one dollar. Okay, so it was a failure then. <laughs> no, yeah. I think I think eight million. Eight million. It's still a failure. So the movie actually made a hundred and forty three point two million dollars. That's a- which is a colossal success. That's great. It's almost twice what Charlie's Angels made, <laughs> which goes to show you a cheap horror movie will bring in more people than a big budget female led action movie. I don't know. I don't know what I'm saying. I don't want to bag out Charlie's Angels too much. And it was only in cinemas for three weeks because it was pulled because of COVID. So the fact that it made that amount of money in such a short period of time just goes to show you how successful the movie was. Yeah, it's impressive. It was a huge success. And who would have thought it? I mean, I've seen the movie twice now. I think you've seen it twice now. I've seen it twice. And I suppose, quite like you, I'm a little surprised that it was so successful, but it certainly wasn't a bad movie. We'll get into it at the end. We'll we'll talk about our opinions at the end. That's something we do, by the way. We'll discuss our opinions of the movie and our thoughts of the movie, but I guess we first need to talk about how yeah. well we did. We've got to talk about our expectations of the movie versus reality yeah. because that's really what this show is about at the end of the day. We have expectations. Everybody has expectations when they go into a movie and this really is a test of that when we talk about what we think is going to happen in the movie versus what actually happens in the movie because if it goes against our expectations, most of the time I suppose we could be pretty disappointed or... Sometimes happy. Yeah, exactly. Sometimes it can be better than what we're expecting. Was that the case this week? I suppose we'll find out. So before we do that, Matty D, can you please explain our point system? So essentially, we're going to split the workload between us. Kieran's going to cover everything that we got wrong in the movie and I'm going to cover everything that we got right. Mm -hmm. A point for everything we got right and a point for everything we got wrong. And we're going to balance those out and see, you know. We're going to create a flawless ratio (laughs) of right to wrong and see which way it leans, which way the scales lean. So if we have more points in the right column, then I guess we called this movie. If we get more in the wrong column, we suck. Exactly. So let's get straight into it. So we always like to start with the good news. Matty D, you covered everything we got right this time. What was everything that we got right with... I keep wanting to say, why did I write down Ghostbusters in my notes? <laughs> what was everything we got right with The Invisible Man? Yeah. Let me tell you everything we got right in Ghostbusters. Um, <laughs> all right. <clears throat> Professional. So, before we started talking about the plot, before we started to break down exactly what we thought was going to happen in the movie, we discussed, you know, the movie itself, we discussed the actors, and we got a few points because we we called a few things right yeah. off the bat. So, first thing we said was we thought it was going to be a slow movie. Now, that's not a knock everybody. I'm not bagging the movie out, but it had a slow pace to it, right? Yeah. And As most of these low-budget horror movies yeah, do. Yeah, it kind of builds. It's like a slow slow burn of a movie. Yeah, very few locations, very few characters. It's all about setting atmosphere and mood mm. rather than being like a huge spectacle. Yeah, and we thought things would happen that could be perceived as psychosis, but we would never know if it was in... Um, that it was that was happening in Cecilia's head or whether it was actually an invisible force doing it, at least not to yeah. the end. So that was a point. We got that right. 
We said the Invisible Man would put Cecilia in situations where she would look crazy and turn her loved ones against her. And we also thought something would happen to Sydney. Mm-hmm. Both correct. Yep. We thought James would be a police officer or at least work in the area. Now we see him. We actually suggested that he would be a detective and he is a detective. Yes, he is. I, I didn't a police ca- detective, that is. I didn't catch his title. I saw his badge. So, he actually identifies himself as a detective. He's a, a San detective. Francisco detective. There we go. So Quite we're- like Chris Rock in uh, Spiral from the Book of Saw. <laughs> so, we're right there. We thought that Adrian would put Sydney's life in danger and, fr- and frame Who? Cecilia. Oh, the Invisible Man. I yeah. called him Griffin throughout my notes. So, I was like, <laughs> who's Adrian? <laughs> Adrian Griffin is the Invisible Man. Yeah. And he'll turn James against Cecilia for putting his daughter in danger. That does happen. Yeah. That's the point there. And we thought this whole movie would be a metaphor for an abusive relationship. Mm-hmm. And also- post- And the invisible after effects. And post-traumatic stress. Yep. Which, you know, obviously message, you can debate that, but I think that's kind of Oh, right. that's absolutely the so case. So, give us a point there. I also want to just say a few things because this is a good time to address certain things uh, in this show that we said. Mark Hamill did say on Twitter that the Joker was inspired by the original Invisible yep. Man movie. And also, it's the Ring of Gygas or Gygas. So, that's the book that Lord of the Rings is based on, right? It's a myth that was Like written. a folktale. It was written in Plato's book, The Republic. Mm-hmm. And it's an invisible ring spelt G-Y-G-E-S. So, I might have mispronounced it as I do on this show. But essentially, if you turn it, it makes you invisible. So there you go. That's what I was referring to there for any history buffs that listen to this movie podcast. Mm. But anyway, just wanted to address that. But now we go into what we said in the actual plot. So we said that it would open, much like the trailer, with Cecilia escaping Adrian's house. We said that we would see Adrian at the car. And well, he comes to, and punches out the window, we pu- said. Where he punches, the, yeah, where he tries to punch the window and tries to get her, and she just escapes in the nick of time, um, which, which does happen. Again, yep. we see this all in the trailer now. Sure. You thought it was going to be a cold open. Yep. I said it was going to be a flashback. It technically is a flashback. I just want to say that. But it's not a flashback. How is it a flashback? Because there's a time jump. There's no time jump. Yeah, there is. What's the time jump? It says like X amount of weeks later. Sure, but that's just a regular sequence of events. Well, that's a flashback then. So, it's not a flashback. So, if a movie starts and we follow it chronologically, mm-hmm. unless there's a huge time jump, it's not a flashback. Okay, all it's right. It's a cold open. In any case, we were right. Because that, that's the sequence of events. Well, that we, we settled on the fact that it was a collar yes. because it is. <laughs> yes. That's why we were right. Not yes. because it was a flashback. Sonny Jim. <laughs> Mr. Doesn't Jeez. understand what Mr. a flashback Mr. is. Mr. Gatekeeping cold opens yeah, Jesus and, and flashbacks. In any case, we thought there would be signs of violence. So, we thought in this opening scene, we would see maybe like a black eye, maybe like a... Yeah. We don't really see no, that. No, we don't. Thank goodness. There's enough there to know that she's in a bad relationship, I think at least. Yeah. Um, was she scared? Yeah, you can exactly. tell she's scared of him just from the way she creeps around the house and is just frightened of waking him up because she drugs him and the drugs don't really seem to work on him because he wakes up just fine. Yeah, instantly. We said Cecilia would be texting her sister and be startled by a loud noise, which we assumed was going to be the dog, which does yeah, happen. She accidentally kicks the dog bowl and makes a huge noise. I was so <laughs> surprised. I was like, there we go. And she falls into a car and sets the car alarm off. Yes. <laughs> So, we thought this loud noise would alert, of course, Adrian, and we see the lights go on. Is this sounding familiar? Because this is pretty much yep. what happened in the movie. And this alerts Cecilia that he's awake and she, you know, obviously causes a, a, a scare and she has to hurry hurry yep. her little self out before she gets caught. So, points All there, correct. Yep. All correct. Now, we said we'd meet 
We'd meet the rest of the characters who are kind of looking after Cecilia. We'd meet mm-hmm. James, and James offers her a place to stay. Now, we don't see that on screen, but no. that does happen, so I'll give us a point for that. Yeah, we cut to her being in his house. Now, mind you, we actually said that she would be staying with the sister at this point, which is actually something we got wrong. Which, yeah, which he never does. It's only James that she that's stays right. at. I think that's important to point out. And that makes sense, because she doesn't want Adrian to know where she is, and Adrian that's right. hypothetically know, because he doesn't know who James is. And also, James is a policeman, so Absolutely. perfect police protection there. Absolutely. Now, we said we learn from a lawyer that Adrian has committed suicide and has Mm -hmm. left money to Cecilia in his will. Yep. Five million dollars. That's right. The lawyer will read a letter. Dramatically so. Dramatically so. Now, the letter doesn't get fully read out. Um, No. Cecilia's sister cuts him off before that happens, but I give us a point there because that letter is read out. Yep. And we couldn't work out why the lawyer was being so dramatic in his (laughs) reading of the the letter, but in the actual movie, uh, Adrian's lawyer is his brother, Tom. Yes. And he's a little bit upset that uh, Adrian is dead, so that's why he's so dramatic in his reading of the, the will or the letter. Which, if we knew that, I think we would have yes. guessed the twist. We oh, do, absolutely, anyway, yes. but, but we would have been way more on top of it. if we. Well, we didn't guess spoiler. the twist, but we were close. Just early spoilers there. Oh, I don't know. We can talk about it. So, in the will, there's a clause that if she is proven crazy or unstable, mm-hmm. she doesn't get the money. Yeah. Point, that does happen. We kind of see that in the trailer. And Adrian intends to gaslight her, discrediting her for leaving her in the relationship. That's right. Leaving him in the relationship. He doesn't want to look like he's in the wrong. So he really (laughs) worked out this really elaborate way of gaslighting her. So to everyone else, it looks like she was the crazy one Mm -hmm. and he was completely rational. Yeah. And he's going to a lot of lengths to do that by faking his own death. Now, in the real movie, in the actual movie, the reason he's doing all this is because he wants Cecilia to carry his child. That's right. And he's trying to blackmail her into getting back into the relationship because essentially he's... It was a small thing, but he has like a, a handshake, like in the sense that... He has some disorder or something like that, and he's very like he's a, he's a perfectionist. He's a control freak. Yeah, that's right. The only person that knows about it is Cecilia, and essentially, she's the only one he kind of trusts or at least has control over. So yeah, he's trying to blackmail her back into the relationship because he wants to have a child with her. And that's only right. Her. Yeah. yeah. So that's that's the motivation that becomes clear in the in the rest of the plot. Where we were right, but the motivations were a little yeah. bit more to it than what we thought. Yeah, that's right. Cecilia doesn't want the money initially. But we start to see that she doesn't have a lot of money herself, and it's yep. a good opportunity to start anew. Now we do see this; she doesn't have anything. That's she's, right. She's trying to look for work, and you know, there's um, James's daughter, who she's close to as well. Sydney um, doesn't have enough money to get into the college that she wants, so mm-hmm. there's enough motivating factors there for me to give us a point for that. Yeah, and I think as well we said that her friends essentially say, "Look, you deserve this money," mm, which and, they do. Which they do. That's right. Yeah. I don't think she ever outrightly says, I don't want anything to do with it. I don't remember that, but- No, she doesn't really say that. The family and everybody around her are just like, you should you yeah, should get this. That's right. Why not? Which we did predict. To backtrack a little bit, when Cecilia leaves the house, we said that we might see indications of the inventions at the mm-hmm. start. Now, we had this idea that there would be some kind of invisible formula. Yeah. How silly of us. It's yeah, a, well, it was a bit a more complicated suit. than that. Yeah. <laughs> but we do see that at the start. We it see- was the Aston Martin Vanquish from- uh- <laughs> Die another day, but oh in suit my form. God. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. Like, actually, yeah, it is. It's exactly the same. Yes, and we see that. And we I like that everyone in that movie was like, "That's so stupid," <laughs> including me. I still think that. <laughs> but then when they do it in this movie, everyone's like, "That's genius." <laughs> yeah, yeah, never been done before. Now we do see the stand, and we do see, I guess, the invisible suit. Well, don't see it, obviously. Yeah, it's but- there, but we don't see it because so- it's invisible. I give us a point for that. 
when Cecilia is sort of living with James, kind of, you know, trying to start her life back again, mm. we're going to start seeing subtle little things like doors being open, yep. things getting knocked over. It's all- Strange in- noises they can't explain. Mm, it's all innocent enough to the point where you could say it's just- Coincidence. Know, the wind or yeah. just coincidence, or maybe they, maybe she left the door open, but it starts to make her feel like- it might be something else. Mm-hmm. And then eventually that escalates to being louder noises, stuff being knocked off tables, et cetera, et cetera. So give us a point for that. We knew we knew that was going to be yeah, the that's case. Right. We see a little bit of that in the trailer. And we it's obvious that they're going to go in that direction. If you're going to do a horror movie about someone who's invisible, I mean, where else can you go? Absolutely. So there will be a point in the movie that we said that Cecilia will go outside. We saw this in the trailer mm-hmm. and Adrian will breathe behind her. It does happen exactly in the movie. Yep. That's a point there. Cecilia will sleep with Sydney. And the sheets will be pulled off mm-hmm. and the invisible man, Adrian, will take photos of her purely yep. to taunt Cecilia. Now, that does happen in the movie. And in the movie, there's a scene where she goes upstairs and is upstairs the attic? That's yeah, that's right. right. It's the attic. And why, why does this always confuse you? Basement, downstairs, attic, upstairs. Uh, okay, yeah. I've listened to so many episodes where you're like, which one's which? <laughs> I always get confused between the two. Attic is upstairs. And she finds that essentially Adrian has been sleeping upstairs. And she finds yep. his phone, and that's where and she he finds says, Surprise. all the photos there. Now, we said uh, at this point in the movie, Cecilia will go back to Adrian's house or her and Adrian's house. Yep. Because she thinks he's still alive. And she so he will- wants to investigate to see if there's any truth that's, to her theory. That's right. That's right. And she discovers the invisible machine. She does. Mm-hmm. Literally she finds does. the suit. And in the movie, she takes the suit, which is a huge MacGuffin, and puts it in like a, an a air cupboard. vent. Yeah. Oh, a cupboard, is it? Yeah. And uses it later. But yeah, she finds that. We also said in the house, in the Griffin's house, as you said, Cecilia will investigate. She'll have a scuffle. The dog will be freaked out by the invisible man. Yep. Because the invisible man will be there. Adrian will be there. And Cecilia will escape from the invisible man. Mm-hmm. Which that all happens. Yep. It's points all around for that. So, yeah, essentially she comes back to the house and he's there. How does he get there, by the way? Because she drives. She catches an Uber there. He has the Aston Martin Vanquish. <laughs> she has <laughs> an invisible car. Is he just running? Because we see in the, in the movie he's there with her in the house and they have like a little scuffle and whatnot. And she decides to go back to the Griffin's house, which they say is a long way away. Because when she gets yeah, in the Uber, they're right. like, well, you, you sure you want to go that far? Yeah, that's right. And it takes her almost a day to get there. And she gets there and she looks around. It's in uh, Byron Bay in real life, by the way. Yes, it? They filmed it in Byron Bay. Oh. So, the movie was filmed in Sydney and in Byron Bay here in New South Wales in Australia. But it's supposed to be San Francisco right. in the movie. But through most of the movie, I'm like, San Francisco looks awfully a lot like Sydney. <laughs> right. I didn't know that. Cool. But yeah, in the, in the movie, she travels to the Griffin's house and then a few minutes later, he's there. I didn't know how he got there. Yeah. Visible machine. Teleported yeah, he, him. No, he just drove an invisible car. That's yeah. my theory. Yeah. She will try to tell everybody about her experience, but no one will believe her. Give us a point for that. That's yep. pretty much the whole movie. She doesn't movie. even have the suit as evidence. Mm-hmm. Now, we said that, yeah, well, she does, but she can't show anybody. And if she says where the invisible suit is, like Adrian will just go back and pick it up and hide Yeah, that's right. Which is a huge plot point. So, we said that Adrian would kill Cecilia's sister. Yes. That's a point. We thought he'd push her down the stairs and that's make it look it. like an accident. It's not quite the case. No, not quite the case. So, we thought that it would be the case that they're both standing on a we'll staircase. Talk about it. We'll talk about it in mind. Okay. In any case, we thought that Cecilia would be blamed for her sister's death? No, we eventually decided that she wouldn't be blamed because we thought it would be all incidental. Yeah, yeah I think, it would be an accident. I think we originally said that she might be blamed, but then we said, oh, no, why would they let her still be walking around free if that mm. was the case? So we said, no, it looks like an accident, but Cecilia knows that it's not, is what we decided on. I thought we decided that that's the reason she gets committed. 
No, the reason she gets committed was because of Sydney. Because yeah. of Sydney getting yeah. hurt. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, we were on the right track. We almost called it. But we anyways, almost called it, but we anyways, changed our mind. I, I'm sure you'll cover what actually happened yep. in the movie. Anyway, we also saw, we also thought that Adrian would <laughs> turn up the heat on the stove and start a fire. Just stuff we're pulling from the yeah. trailer, which happens. Uh, we said, as as I said before, Adrian is sending Cecilia text messages. Yep. Now, in our prediction, we thought she would show people these text messages and yeah. he would be like, oh, it's somebody else. But Using his phone, yeah. Yeah, but yeah. It's, they didn't think to do that in the movie. Didn't to do that. Because that's, you know, that would have given away straight away that he's still alive. Yeah. And they would have been like, hang on a second. So, Griffin puts Sydney in danger, as we said many times. And again, James yeah. goes against Cecilia because of that in the movie the Invisible Adrian Man. Man punches it. Punches Adrian her. punches Sydney in the face and makes it look like Cecilia did it. Yeah. Uh, we even said there would be a scene where Sydney would be dragged along the ground, which does yep. happen. It happens in separate points, but yep. both of those I happen. don't know why Sydney still thinks it's Cecilia at that point. Well, when she gets dragged, she realizes it's not Cecilia, but she's just freaking out because she doesn't know what's going on. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and that's when her dad gets beat up. Right, yeah, that's right. Right in front of Not her Not killed, eyes. but yeah, beat up. Essentially, Cecilia is framed for this, and that's what gets her committed to the psychiatric hospital. Yep, not the case in the actual movie. Nope. So, in the actual movie, yeah, we'll but talk about it. But she does get committed. That's yeah, what I give us right. a point okay, for. Sure. She does get, a, she does get sure. committed. We'll talk about it when we talk about what we got wrong. Yeah. So, when she's committed, she's convinced that Adrian is in the room with her. I give us a point there. She tries to, we thought, inject herself, but she essentially tries to stab herself. And Adrian will enter the hospital and kill everyone Terminator style. Yep. <laughs> How accurate. I give us yep. a point there. How is he so strong? That's my question. I mean, he is a... a well, they, he can punch you out a car window, so he must be pretty strong. They said he was like an engineer, right? He's like... Um, I suppose so. Some scientific guy. And any really smart guy. Really young guy, so he must be brilliant, right? So yeah, I don't know why he's super strong as well. Yeah, maybe super he fast. spends when he's not working on the invisibility suit. He just spends all day at the gym. I guess you could see that guy being kind of vain, right? Like, and yeah, pumping iron. He's one of those guys who works like does boxer size. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Now we thought that she would turn herself invisible, which yep. does happen right at the end. Well, yeah. actually, no. We thought, yeah, we sort of teased that theory, but I don't think we ever really settled on it. No, I don't think so either. But it's kind of well, right. okay. If we mentioned it, sure, we get a point for it. <laughs> it was kind of it was kind of right. I just wanted to address that. Sure. Now, in this part of the podcast, we started trying to decide what the twist was going to be. Sure. Which yep. We had we, we had a lot of to and fro's about, but yep. what we said was. Mm-hmm. And what was your theory initially, Maddie D? I don't, is it important, Kieran? Yeah. Haven't we all learned and grown as people? I don't look back at mistakes, <laughs> Kieran. I I move forward. So yep. I might have thought it was her, sure. <laughs> which is really stupid in hindsight. To our credit, though, we did successfully talk our way out of that little rabbit That's hole. That's right. That's because right. Because we realised what a stupid theory it was. Because we we had two different opinions and we made a compromise. And the I'm first- not going to act like my prediction was 100% <laughs> correct either, but it was it was a lot closer than just having her be the, the bad guy the whole time. Usually when we make compromises on this show, usually it turns out that we do the wrong thing. Yes. <laughs> usually one of us is on the right track, the other one isn't, and our compromise just is completely wrong. But- my favourite part about that original episode is like, the whole time you're like, I have a strong theory, and I'm like, yes, I'm with you, I'm with you, I'm with you. And then when you say, she's the bad guy, I'm like, oh, no, 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 no I'm not with you. <laughs> and it makes sense with the message of the movie that was a dumb, yes. dumb idea on my part. I just thought like, you know, it's usually like, it's the obvious, well, not the obvious, but it's like, oh my God, it was her the whole time. Doesn't make sense though. I can only think of one movie where they've ever done that. Mm. And that was High Tension, which I mentioned. Uh, Secret Window. Was, Secret. I haven't seen Secret Window, so you could be right. Fight Club. Yeah, okay. <laughs> not horror movies, but sure. So we thought it wasn't going to be Griffin who was going to be the Invisible Man. 
No. We thought Griffin would hire somebody to be the Invisible His Man. His lab assistant who had a crush on uh, Which <laughs> Cecilia. That was th- our ultimate thing. But first, our first thing was... His brother's the Invisible Man. Yes. That was the very first thing we thought. And I quote, you said uh, maybe it's a family member or a friend, and you said it could be his brother or someone we already know. Yep. Which is right. Now, we-, we Well, it's not the, entirely right. We settle on the lab assistant. But there is somebody else in the Invisible Suit, so I'll give us a point yeah. for that. So, when Cecilia in the actual movie confronts and kills the Invisible Man for the first time, mm-hmm. well, she doesn't- Well, yes, for the first time. Uh, we think that she's killed Adrian in the suit, but then when they take off the mask, we realise that it's Adrian's brother, the lawyer, Tom. Yes. And when I first saw that in the cinema, I was like, we nailed it. Yeah. We nailed it. We called it. And then I was like, no, stop the movie now. It's like Trump with the votes. I was like, stop the movie now. Now we've, <laughs> we've won. We've got it. And then when they revealed that, you know, Adrian basically forced Tom to be the invisible man to get killed to cover up his tracks. I was just like, oh, stop it. You're ruining it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it was like it was a false twist almost. Well, yeah, that's it a, right. It was a twist, but really Adrian was alive the ent- entire time. Well, yep. in the movie, he he plants himself behind the wall and sort of makes out that he was a prisoner. His brother yes. like beats him up and that's right. imprisons him and makes it look like he's committed suicide. Yeah, that's right. And the brother is doing all this to get his inheritance. That's right. Yeah, exactly. But really, it's just Adrian being a dick. It's just a massive part of this <laughs> elaborate plot. So elaborate. Yes. So unnecessarily elaborate. Yes. Not as elaborate as we thought. Anyway, we thought at the end of the movie she would make him visible. We said either water or with paint. Now, both actually we said happens. We, we'd inje- we said that she'd inject him with some sort of fluid. Mm, we did, yeah. Which but, doesn't happen. But, you know, she throws a paint can on him at one stage. Yep. We see him in the rain at another stage. We actually didn't know that he was going to get the paint can thrown on him. Because no. that wasn't in the trailer that we watched. No. It was revealed after we did the episode that in new footage that she would reveal him by throwing paint on him. Mm. So we yeah. had no idea that that would happen in the movie. We didn't even have any idea that it was a suit. No, we didn't. So, yeah. And we said that we'd see him through, like, the, the sprinkler system inside the Which metal Which is hospital. close. It's close because we see him in the rain outside. Yeah. And the other thing we got right is we said she will defeat him. <laughs> I know yeah. that's, like, an obvious statement. Yeah. but she certainly defeats him. Now, we said that she would that. kill him with a knife. Yeah, we did. Which is 100% And it did correct. happen. Yeah. I hope you got a point for that there. That's right. How crazy is that? Now That's we what we settled on. We said that she'd stab him to death with a knife. Well, she doesn't stab him, but she does kill him with a knife. She does. She makes him kill himself. That's right. So, she's like having dinner with him, having this confrontation with him, because she's yep. like pretending like, oh, okay, I've given up. You've tormented me long enough. I'm going to come back to you. Yep. I'll have your baby. Give me one sec. I'm just going to get something I'm from go the I'm going to go powder my nose. Yes. And then she puts on the invisible suit, which we see has been put in the vent earlier. Yep. Comes out. Makes it look like he kills himself with the knife. Yep, in front of all the security cameras. Yep, and she's home free. Now, we did not predict that at all, no. but she, she does kill him with a knife. You are right. Um, we said that in a last-minute twist, there'd be more than one invisible man. Yeah, there was. There was. So, point for that. And all together, we got... 38 points. 38 points. Not a bad effort. Not a bad effort. Not a bad effort at all. I think we did really well. Well, let's see what we got wrong. Let's see if we got more wrong than we did right. That's the real test here. So, we said straight away that the movie would have a high body count. It does not. Five people die in the entire movie. Yeah. I thought it was three, but then I was like, oh, wait, those poor security guards at the hospital also ate it. So Who cares about them? Five people in the movie die, so not a high body count at all. You said that Cecilia will have signs of abuse when we first see her in the movie. We've discussed this already. She does not. And as I already said, thank goodness she does not, because that would be a little bit too much, I think. (laughs) And we said that Griffin is working in his lab while Cecilia is trying to escape from the house. He's not. He's asleep in bed, drugged. Very ineffectually so. We said that after escaping her abusive relationship, 
Cecilia will stay with her sister Alice. We've discussed this already. She stays with James. By the way, you didn't give us a point for this. We thought that as Cecilia and Alice are driving away, Griffin would shout after them, you can't escape from me. That happens in the movie. Does it? I didn't think it did. I was paying super close attention. I had the subtitles on. He says, you can't escape from me. Exactly. So give us another point. Okay, 39 we're on. 39. I didn't remember that. Because I remember thinking like, I'm not doing what's right, but Manny D may miss this. So (laughs) So glad you did that. I made sure I covered our backs. We said that Griffin's lawyer, who's also his brother, would show Cecilia a picture of Adrian's dead body during the will reading. He does not. Um, doesn't show her that, but we do see the photo come out. Yeah, that's right. But we thought he'd be like, look, hey, look what you did. Here it is. But, but no. Cecilia sees that. Yes. Okay, so maybe that wasn't something wrong. It kind of like falls out of his, his papers. He's just like, whoops. He's dead. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. All right. So we we were actually right in that regard. Yeah, so give, so. You, give us okay, another point. We're on 40, 40 points. I don't remember that happening. Yeah. Oh, well. It did. We also thought that Cecilia would work alongside Griffin in his research. That's not the case at all. As far as we know, that's not the case. And they met at a party. We thought they might have been like work colleagues. Yeah, that's right. But she is some sort of designer. Yeah, we know that. doesn't but- mean that she's making invisible suits. <laughs> <laughs> now, we said that we'd see Adrian working on his invisibility suit during the opening. That's not the case. However, we do see where he's working on it. Yes. That's fairly close. I mean, like you said, we see where it's hung up. Yeah. We can't see it because it's invisible. Yeah, he's not, like, gluing the cameras each one by one. (laughs) No. On that point as well, we thought that the invisibility suit, we didn't think it was a suit at all. So, we thought it would be a machine that you walk through that covers you with ultraviolet light in, like, a little spray and that turns you invisible. But no, it was just a suit with cameras on it that reflect uh, what the cameras see, which I don't think that would work in real life. wouldn't. But suspension of disbelief. Sure. Works as much as, like, a spray. (laughs) Yes, exactly. So we thought as well that once Cecilia gets away from Adrian and is staying with James, that she'd be woken up by a noise in the middle of the night to find that a window has been opened. That's not the case at all. She instead wakes up to find that her blankets have been taken off. (laughs) Not quite the same. We thought that after Alice is killed by the invisible man, everyone aside from Cecilia will think her death is an accident. I mentioned this already. But in the actual movie, they think that Cecilia has murdered her own sister, Alice. Yeah, they're at a restaurant and the invisible man throws, like, slits uh, Alice's neck with a or throat with a knife that's and right puts the knife in cecilia's hand that's right well we did sort of suggest <laughs> that you know while she's in a restaurant he'd like run up behind her and fart really loud to embarrass <laughs> her so we were kind of on the right track there if <laughs> Embar- you think about it. embarrass her by killing her own sister yeah yeah exactly we thought that cecilia would go to live with james after the murder of her sister but in the actual movie as we know she moved in with james straight away And we thought that while she's staying with James, Cecilia would set up a trap to prove that Griffin is invisible and stalking around the house. And she ends up hurting Sydney with this trap, causing Sydney and James to turn against her. Now, in my head, I like to imagine she's got like bear traps around the place, like Home Alone style, like swinging paint cans. Mm. And Sydney just walks in like, hey, Cecilia, what you up to? And then steps in the bear trap, like (laughs) in A Quiet Place Part 2. And then a paint tin like swings down and covers her with paint. But no, that doesn't happen. She just gets punched in the face. You really wanted the invisible man to try and strangle Cecilia in her sleep. Nothing like that happens at all. I know. And you thought it'd be like a metaphor for like sleep paralysis dreams. Yeah, I thought that would have been cool. No, it doesn't happen. We thought as well that Cecilia would go and investigate Griffin's lab and everyone tells her it's a bad idea. Now, while she goes to investigate his lab, we discussed that nobody has any sort of like objection to her going. She just goes of her own accord. Well, they don't know. Exactly. We thought as well that the invisible man would wear a sheet over his head like a ghost at one point. <laughs> that doesn't happen. What it is in the actual movie is that all of his stuff, all of his furniture in his house is covered with sheets to protect them from dust. And one of those things is a statue. So we saw that in the trailer and thought it was him uh, with a sheet on. Right. I guess that's deliberate as well. 
I guess so. We said that Griffin would kill his own dog. He does not. No, he doesn't. Why would he do that? Why would he keep his dog around just to kill it? Unless it happens off screen, maybe. No, yeah, maybe. Because the dog, like, whimpers at a point. Yeah, I think it's just it's just scared. Yeah. I don't think he would be like, oh, I'm going to look after my dog, make sure my dog's all right while I'm invisible, and then kill it because <laughs> I, you know, I'm just a real evil guy. Well, he is an evil guy. He's doing things just for no reason. That's true. That's true. He could do it if he wanted to torment her further, but no, he does not do that. We said that in Griffin's lab, Cecilia would see Griffin's foot outline in some broken glass on the floor. That doesn't happen. Instead, we see Griffin's foot outline in the same scene on some carpet. So she's standing there, like, looking at the cupboard, and then we just see a footprint go yeah. down, and that's how she knows that he's yeah. coming into the cupboard. And we see it in the bed sheets as well. That's right. We thought that Griffin would be naked while he's invisible. That's not the case, because he's no. wearing an invisibility suit, but it would be funny to consider that he's running around naked like the original Invisible Man movie. Yeah. We discussed this already, but we thought that Cecilia would be committed to an insane asylum for appearing to threaten Sydney's life. Now, she's actually committed because Alice is killed and Cecilia is framed for mm-hmm. it, as we've already discussed. Yeah. We thought that the final fight would take place inside this mental hospital slash prison, which, by the way, is exactly what it was. It was like a holding facility for mentally unstable criminals. Mm -hmm. But it actually takes place in Griffin's house. As we know, she goes there, they have a dinner, and she very calmly makes him slit his own throat. It's not a big final struggle. We thought that James, as we've already discussed, would be killed during this final fight. He's not. He lives to fight another day. And we thought that the whole time, as we already discussed with the twist, we thought that Griffin is actually dead the whole time. And the invisible man who's harassing Cecilia is a lab assistant who's secretly in love with <laughs> Cecilia. And uh, Griffin also paid him to torment Cecilia after his death. But he's just like, you know what? I want to harass Cecilia anyway. And I also wouldn't mind the money. So I'm going to kill you and then go after Cecilia myself and do this whole elaborate thing to make it look like it's you the whole time. <laughs> not quite. Not quite. Not quite the case. And if you think about it, that was us compromising mm-hmm. to try and meet in the middle. But if you really think about it and break it down, what a silly idea that is. <laughs> like, what does he get out of doing this? I think our whole reason was like, oh, he wants to see her in the shower. <laughs> yes. He's, he's willing to murder people <laughs> just to see someone in the shower. We, we were clutching at straws there because this Absolutely. movie was obviously going to have some kind of twist. Yeah. And I guess we kind and it of- didn't. Yeah, no, it didn't. Yeah. Me, me, we both thought that, well, obviously then Adrian can't be in the Invisible Man, but then yeah. who is? I think everyone thought that, which is why they didn't do it. Mm. They're like, that's way too obvious. Let's not do that. I mean, you know, it was it was a twist in the sense that it led you to believe the brother was you yeah, know, that's the Invisible right. Man. But and that's when I got excited. And I was like, oh, we called it. Then it swerves of. back again. Yes. And it's like, oh, no, not really. It's double twist. We also thought that the Invisible Man would be made visible at one point. We sort of briefly mentioned this. When he's injected with fluid, we thought we'd be able to see him because mm-hmm. he's injected with something that goes through his veins and we start to see like his outline. Yeah. That doesn't happen. Well, it wouldn't be able to because he's wearing a suit. Exactly. I think because we saw in the trailer, Cecilia stabs the suit with a pen and he starts to glitch out. That's why I think uh. we thought that that was the case. And then we said in a final scare, in a final scene, because we thought, we said, you know, it's the horror movie formula. You've always got to end with a final scare. We thought that the final scene would reveal that there's another invisible man still out there. That's not the case. In the actual movie, Cecilia just walks off with the invisible man's suit. No final scare. And James is like, sure, go take it. Have fun. <laughs> if, I, if I hear a strange noise in the locker room, I'm going to be checking over my shoulder. Yeah. Don't you worry. And that's everything we got wrong. So if you tally all that up. It's a total of 25 points. Success. A successful mission, sir. So, that's basically, a, that's a fairly solid ratio. We basically got double correct what we got wrong, more or less, if you break it down. Mm. So, I think this is a victory in my I books. Think, I think it is. I think it is. And a lot of what we got wrong sounds like it was little details. Yeah, it was just mainly details. That just didn't happen. I mean, we didn't call the twist. We got a lot wrong there. But, like, 
As far we as basically plot, followed the beats of the movie, which yeah. is always a good attempt. And given the fact that we got as close as possible, I mean, given the fact that we got as close as we did without being 100% correct to the actual ending and twist of the movie is, yeah, a fairly good effort. Pretty much our prediction was the movie up until the end. That's right. Um, and even the end, we kind of were close-ish. We were close. In, we're on the right track, but not If you want to be there. generous. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Do you feel more confident about being correct here than we were in, with like, Jumanji? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Well, what was it called? Jumanji. Next level. The next level. There you go. So, yeah, you feel more confident about that Absolutely. one. There we go. So. Good job. Thank you. Good job to you, Matty <laughs> Thank D. you. Now, what were your thoughts on the movie? You haven't been really hiding your thoughts too much? I d- look, it was okay. Yeah. I don't, I don't have a lot of strong opinions about it. I thought... Um, I thought the acting was good. I mean, the actor was good. Yes. <laughs> is. If this movie did not have Elizabeth Moss in it- Oh, yes. It would not have been the success that it was. Yeah, she's amazing. She she was carrying this movie. Because um, nobody else was up to the same standard. Yeah, I, I, I thought it was like a really clever premise and they did well with the clever premise. Yeah. And I like and I, I did like how they ended it as well. Like, I liked Sure, that yeah, that was fine. Scene. I thought, yeah. It's good. So yeah, so very middle of the road for you. Wasn't yeah. bad. Wasn't good. I yeah. I, I don't pass the time. I don't have a strong opinion in this movie. I I don't think it was bad. I think it was good. I watched it first time. I was like, I'm impressed. That was well done. Yeah. And then I watched it a second time. I was like, hmm. Yeah, you start to get sick of it yeah. a second time. But then I watched it with somebody came in. Um, one of my housemates came in in the second half and really got into it. So it was kind well, of kind of picked up the the energy again because I'm right. like, oh my god, it was his brother. I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So you had like a sort of sounding board to see like if the movie was working yeah so that was good what did you think of it i'm pretty much on the same page as you <laughs> maddie d i didn't love the movie i didn't hate the movie i thought it was in the middle i mean like you i was impressed when i first watched the movie i was like well that was way better than i thought it was going to be yeah. and yeah, they they did they went in a really sort of intelligent direction with the plot it wasn't silly and i think it was really carried as i said by elizabeth moss's acting which is always good in everything she does so if she wasn't there i don't think the movie would have been a success at all yes i don't think i would have Agreed. enjoyed watching it yeah. but in saying that, though, you've got all the same standard... I guess people like that. That's why they watch movie. But all those standard, long, lingering, drawn-out scenes that is just commonplace in horror movies these days that I'm so sick of. Because for me, they're not usually done that well, so they don't build up a lot of tension. But, yeah, I guess some people find that scary. There were some tense scenes. I mean, that scene in the attic was pretty tense. Oh, yes. The yeah, end, there were a few moments. The but end scene was it was uh, scary. I didn't see the sister dying the way she did. That was shocking. No. Yeah, there were, so. there were shocking moments when they were done well, but like I said, just the overall drawn out sort of like long lingering scenes in the dark walking around. I'm just so sick of seeing those in yeah. movies. Can we please retire those and <laughs> work out how to do some actual tension? But yes. So, you the dear listener, what were your thoughts on The Invisible Man? Did you like it? Did you not like it? Yeah. Do you want to see a second one? <laughs> I don't think they're ever going to do a sequel. Do I mean, they could do a sequel. Look at how successful the movie was. Sure, they could absolutely do it. Do you prefer the original Invisible yes. Man like me and Kieran? Did you go and watch that original Invisible Man movie after we sung its praises last go time? Go watch that movie. I think that movie's still better. Yeah. Personally speaking. It's definitely more enjoyable. If you did like a back-to-back viewing of both, you're going to have more fun watching the original Invisible Man than you probably would this new one. Do you know what I'm going to say about this movie? Sure. I love the original Invisible Man, but I think it- as from a writing standpoint and in all seriousness, I think it's the best movie to to The new of, one, you mean? Yeah, the new one. I think I think they handled this concept the best out of all the movies that have come out. So you're saying you liked it Man. better than Hollow Man? Yes. <laughs> yeah, okay. Of course that's not a very <laughs> not a high bar to, to cross. But yeah, let us know your thoughts. You can send us an email at potentialspoilerspod at gmail.com. You can hunt us down on our social media pages, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. 
Or you can just simply leave us a comment on this episode's page on our Podbean site. Let us know your thoughts or anything that pops into your head. But before we wrap it up for another week, let's talk about what we're going to be discussing next week. And this is one that I'm actually really excited about because it's a franchise. It's a superhero franchise that I'm actually still enjoying. Because next week we're talking about a sequel to a movie that we've covered in the past. We're talking about Spider-Man No Way Home. Ah, how exciting. The third installment in the MCU Spider-Man franchise. Yeah, there's a lot of hype behind this. There's a lot of old faces coming back into the fold. We're probably going to get into an argument about Spider-Man 2. I can guarantee it. It's all going to happen next week. It's all going to happen. I think this may be the movie of the year. I'm not saying that it's going to be good, but I think this is going to be the the movie that's released this year that everyone is the most hyped for, the most excited for. I can't think of anything else that came out yeah, even James Bond, I think, like, the, the popularity of this new Spider-Man movie has eclipsed, like, the hype for a new James Bond movie, even. Just, like, everyone's excited to see this movie. Mm, so, it's got to... I think it's got to... Will it live up to the hype? Yeah. We're going to have to discuss that next week, because we're both going to go away and come up with our own predictions for what we think is going to happen in it. But we'll save our conversations for that time. Yep. And until then, if you haven't heard our previous two episodes where we talked about Spider-Man Far From Home, please go back and listen to that. Because I think we cover a lot of Spider-Man ground Mm. in that episode. And if you're just hungry to hear more (laughs) Spider-Man before next week, go back and listen to those if you haven't listened to those already. That's right. Binge it. So until we return for Spider-Man No Way Home... Kieran, where is my invisible suit? (laughs) He's invisible. This was the matter with him. If he gets the rest of them clothes off, we'll never catch him in a thousand years. Come on. They've asked for it, the cunts. This'll give them a bit of a shock. Something to write home about. Nice bedtime story for the kids, too, if they want it. (laughs) Put the handcuffs on. How can I handcuff a blooming shirt? Quick, get out of him!